It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like it or not, I think I would still start a Brady Cook at quarterback next week. And also, I just want to break down the entire Vanderbilt game coming up right now on Locked On Mizzou. You are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And this episode of Locked On Mizzou is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's game between the Tigers and the Gamecocks right here on Sling via the SEC Network. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. And yes, while the Tigers do have a big game with the now 25th ranked South Carolina Gamecocks, by the way, in Columbia East coming up here on Saturday, I do want to talk more about the Vanderbilt football game. In fact, well, just talk about it in general, unless you caught my quick video on social media. I'll give you all my thoughts there. But first of all, I do just want to say, believe it or not, yes, I think I would still stick with Brady Cook. And I say believe it or not because a lot of people obviously are are, are over the Brady Cook experience at this point. I understand that to a certain extent. Frankly, this Mizzou offense in general is the real problem. I'm not trying to let Brady Cook completely off the hook whatsoever because his interception was terrible. I'll have it completely broken down in my film, on my All-22 film breakdown on YouTube at some point this week. That will be posted, but I promise you that was just a terrible interception. It didn't take a, a scout to understand that one. There was basically nobody open, but that was the perfect opportunity for Brady, who had broken the pocket to the right, was well outside the tackle box. Hey, just throw it out of bounds and live another day. Instead, he threw the ball to Cody Schrader, who was clearly covered and clearly not expecting the ball, basically back at the line of scrimmage. So the risk-reward for that play was just all wrong. There was all risk and basically no reward Same thing of throwing the ball away was basically the reward there for Cody Schrader, Brady Cook, and the Missouri offense. So that was a truly terrible play, and it did felt like for at least a series or two that maybe Brady was a little bit hesitant. But I did feel like, especially in the second quarter, there were some good plays from Cook. Sure, he missed a couple balls too, but it wasn't all bad, and I thought a lot of times... The problems that Missouri had, once again, I hate to say it, stemmed from that offensive line and the lack of protection, the miscues in terms of run blocking and all that kind of stuff. Especially you look at the play where Brady Cook was sacked, strip sacked, in fact, lost the fumble, easy recovery for Vanderbilt and a touchdown there in the south end zone. And on that play... It was once again, Missouri is confused by any and all stunt action 
from the defense along the front and from the linebackers. Basically a, a stunt. Just imagine, instead of rushing straight ahead, well, sometimes a guy will take one step forward, then go sideways and sort of around maybe some linemen who are not paying attention to that guy. He'll sort of work his way around, and that's exactly what happened on the strip sack play. Untouched player, got in there way too fast. Cook didn't see him, obviously, but to be fair to him, just over and over again, Cook has seen way too much pressure just right up the middle of the Missouri defense or of the Missouri offensive line, excuse me. And, you know, sometimes, obviously, this happens a lot in the running game as well. And to me, I do think it is, there is a good argument to be made that Missouri should actually do a little bit more man blocking, especially in short yardage type situations or just any type of running type situations. And and frankly, I don't really buy the idea that, well, you can't change from zone technique to man technique overnight. Really? I would buy that that argument if it were the other way around because zone blocking, there is a lot of technique to it and a lot of nuance. But man blocking, that's something that these guys... I assume have been doing since they were playing football in peewee league. Just block the man in front of you. I mean, often that's easier said than done when the guy is SEC quality who's in front of you, but it's not a tough concept, right? So the idea that you can't switch or change up your blocking techniques, especially when Missouri does run quite a bit of stuff from under center, I just don't really buy that idea whatsoever. Again, if it were were reversed and you were going from a man-type team to zone, well, I would totally see that point that you would need more of an adjustment there. But the bottom line is, maybe you think Sam Horn should start next week and or perhaps some other quarterback. But let's face it, it it's Horn or it's Brady Cook at this point. If you're really paying attention to Missouri football, And I wouldn't argue vociferously against you, except for the fact that you do have to keep in mind that I do think that Sam Horn's redshirt status is really important. Maybe it's not that important to you, but to me, I think in a season that, while yes, Missouri is still playing for a bowl game for sure, and Missouri does have a real chance as a five-point underdog currently over at Bet Online against South Carolina, to pull off a game against a ranked team, get this season maybe feeling a little bit more on the positive track, well, at the same time, you're not exactly playing for a playoff spot either. You're not exactly playing for an SEC East division title at this point. So to me, the value of waiting as long as you can on Horn, remember, you can play in up to four games, including the bowl game. So keep all of that in mind. If Missouri loses to South Carolina, well, then you have four games left and bowl eligibility is looking like a relative impossibility, then I think you can go with Sam Horn. And if somehow he looks so good and you make the bowl game anyway and he looks like he's a surefire pro or something like that, well, I guess you can make the decision to sit him in the bowl or just say to heck with it, we don't even care about the red shirt anymore at this point. I still think, though, Even if you think that Horn is the obvious answer, and I I even had somebody at my family reunion in Macon yesterday say that they just thought that Brady Cook was was not the answer whatsoever and should be benched immediately. Well, even if you think that, I still think there's an argument to be made that you still got to protect 
Sam Horn's redshirt status for at least one more game. And shifting gears to defense, boy, what a performance by the Tigers. I I put over the Vanderbilt Commodores skill position players quite a bit, but just no room to do anything whatsoever. For in particular, Will Shepard, one of the best receivers in the Southeastern Conference, Chris Abrams Drain, Ennis Rakestraw, just all over that dude, just in his hip the entire game. I got to think this is the best cornerback duo for Missouri when both of those guys are healthy right now and at, at top form since when? I, I can't even think. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. But boy, Luther Burden, hey, he was pretty thrilling, wasn't he? Well, this week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's the thrilling moment. Well, it's got to be Luther Burden. Frankly, take your pick. One of those two screen passes where he just breaks tackles, makes it r- look really easy, gliding into the end zone. That that high ankle sprain looked just fine, didn't it? So I tell you, that guy is awfully fun to watch. And this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today available at NissanUSA.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen today. And for your second listen today, check out Locked on Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And I tell you, I'd like to know where Missouri can get a couple cornerbacks every year like Chris Abrams Drain and Ennis Rakestraw. It was really fun watching back the all 22 video, believe it or not. I say believe it or not because so many people were upset with the offense. But if you like good cornerback play, go back and watch Chris Abrams drain in particular because, man, did he shut down Will Shepard. And Missouri really trusted him and that entire secondary to match up one-on-one, man-to-man for, I would say, 90% of the passing snaps that I saw on occasion sure it'd be third and 12 and Missouri would put some extra defensive backs in there and play a little bit of a soft zone and try to keep the play in front of them wisely I might say but often sometimes it would be first and 10 Vanderbilt would have three guys to the left side and well those three guys would all be man-to-man and press coverage 
There was literally no safety help. And by literally, I mean all eight guys were all within two yards of the line of scrimmage for Missouri. Now, that wasn't typical, but the single high safety look was very, very typical. And I'm just telling you, as man all day, they were trying the best they could to get Will Shepard open against Rake Straw, or excuse me, against Chris Abrams' drain side. Well, when that didn't work, they said, well, let's try the other kid. They moved him to the other side, tried Ennis Rakestraw on two straight snaps. Rakestraw breaks up both plays. Then they move him to the slot. That didn't work either. So, you know, it was really just impressive defense by the Missouri secondary. And, you know, I like I said, I think this is Missouri's best corner duo we've had in, in my time watching as a fan. Because Missouri's had... You know, some good corners at times for sure. I think Carl Geddes was an excellent player. I think EJ Gaines was an excellent player. There, there's certainly others that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. But in terms of having two guys that I think could potentially be pros, I think Chris Abrams drains a pretty obvious pro at this point. And I think considering how Ennis Rakestraw has come off his injury, he's got a real shot to be drafted and, and get into somebody's NFL camp and prove himself as well. Not that I'm shoving either one of these guys out the door. I believe they're both juniors. But the point is that the talent is there. The production is very much there as well. Been extremely impressed with both of those guys and their strides. So obviously Missouri has a ton of confidence in its cornerbacks at this point and the defense in general. And with good reason. They were not letting Vanderbilt do hardly anything it wanted to for the most part. First half, Tigers hold Vandy to just 119 yards in the first half. So much to the point that I think that Missouri got really conservative in the second half offensively, and with good reason. Second half, Tigers just three of six passing for 16 yards. So yeah, that is not exactly the prettiest fantasy statistics I've ever seen in my life. Some of that, yep, certainly you could argue some fear of after that first Brady Cook interception, you don't want to see him make another big mistake. And Missouri's offense in general, by the way, with just 76 yards in the second half. Listen, I don't want to sugarcoat it whatsoever because that's really discouraging against a Vanderbilt defense it hasn't stopped anything through the past so far whatsoever, and it's just mostly a sieve, let's be honest. So for Missouri to do that and to come up with no points, another relatively short missed Harrison Meeva's field goal, by the way. At this point, I almost feel more confident from 51 than 31 with Harrison, but that'll be a discussion perhaps for another day. I do think that Drinkwitz and Missouri played the game like they thought they would probably have it won if they just didn't turn the ball over, and ultimately they did, but it did take a missed Vanderbilt, a real makeable missed Vanderbilt field goal or two that missed as well that really helped Missouri, so Tigers were a little bit lucky there. I think it, it makes sense to be conservative. It's one thing to be conservative, though, and it's another thing to be, I don't know, 1950s conservative and go three for six passing for 16 yards. And you know what? I talked about the Missouri turnover that led to an immediate touchdown there for Vanderbilt. Well, on the subsequent subsequent kickoff, 
the to the Missouri Tigers. The Tigers didn't field the ball, but by golly, the Commodores did. So two turnovers on two straight plays if you don't include the extra point. So that was pretty ugly. And frankly, going back and, lo- and looking at it on film, it has me questioning Missouri's entire concept and strategy on kickoff returns. So I do want to talk about that, but I do want to also point out that it wasn't quite as sweaty at the Vanderbilt game as we thought it might be. The wind sure helped us out there. So you know what? Instead of complaining about Saturday, I'm going to give you a customer review on sweat block. See, somebody named Pamela said she would hide in the office bathroom every 30 minutes to dry off her armpits so that no one would see the wet circles under her arms. Well, she finally has her life back because of sweat block. Although, if she worked for me, she certainly would have been fired before then. Every 30 minutes? Come on now. Well, let's, well that's here, here's the good news. You don't have to be fired by a tyrant like myself. You can get sweat block and give yourself the confidence to wear what you want to wear without embarrassing underarm sweat. The sweat block wipes were featured and tested on the Rachel Ray show by firefighters. So you know it's good. So if you or somebody else you know is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with the promo code LOCKED ON at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So as you likely remember, Missouri followed up a strip sack for a touchdown with another ugly turnover where they failed to actually field a kickoff and a ball that perhaps got caught up in the wind but landed short at maybe the 15, 20-yard line or so, recovered by the Commodores. Certainly you could argue, and I, I, I wouldn't disagree whatsoever, that Eli Young, Elijah Young, one of the running backs on the back end to return it along with B.J. Harris, has got to be more aggressive in running up, calling for a fair catch perhaps, and just making sure that Missouri has that ball. But at the same time, I think it's a really bad design by Eric Link, the special teams coach, the whole Missouri staff, that on the second level of this return team, you don't have anybody who's a skill position player. In fact, you go back and look at what happened here. You've got three defensive linemen, I do believe. Now, forgive me here if I sometimes going back and looking at the film, it's a little bit tough to see the numbers, but I do believe we had 55, 99, and 7. That would be Realist George, Arden Walker, and also DJ Coleman. And now, while those guys might be fine choices to be blocking on special teams, I'm not going to argue that whatsoever. But for them to be on the second level, again, the, the next three guys who are after the two returners back in the end zone, well, those guys are not going to be willing to catch the ball. 
if there happens to be a kick that's kicked up into the air, that's popped up into the air, we don't see that as much these days. I'll, I'll grant you that, but still, to me, you've got to be ha- you got to have those type of guys who are willing to be able to catch the ball occasionally, throw up their hand if it's a ball that's popped up in the air to the sidelines. It's not going to go out of bounds. Well, you got to come up to the 25 or 30 sometimes and catch that football. That's the most important thing of all, especially in a world where Missouri has a guy that they plucked off the Rockbridge soccer team that can that can boot the ball through the end zone seemingly 90% of the time. Well, I think with the way the kickoff rules are going, that trend is just going to continue. So to me, make sure on that second level you have guys who are willing to catch the football. Yeah, they got to be able to block too, but my goodness, not only and I don't I'm not blaming the players here whatsoever on the second level because they're just doing what they were told to do. Clearly they're told to not even look for the football because none of them were. They were all turning around and looking to see the guy catch the ball, to see Eli Young or Harris catch the ball and and, and it didn't happen. They're not looking to catch the football whatsoever. They're turning their backs toward the ball and looking to block. That whole concept may be questionable as well, but my point is you've just got to have guys in that in that second level who can just save you from a turnover like that. On maybe sometimes the, it's an intentional pooch kick, sometimes it's just a miss hit off the tee. That can happen occasionally too. Well, to me you've got to be ready for that. I think that's just a big mistake by the Missouri special teams unit just by design, not by the players. You know, maybe Elijah Young made a bit of a mistake there. I can agree with that, but I'm not blaming any of the guys on the second level there. I just think it's a a bad concept by Missouri. But you know what? I have a goods concept for you. It's called Locked On Sports Today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks as always for listening to Locked on Mizzou. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.